from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor, along with Gary Miller. It's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. All right, Skinny, it's the mantra. Any day of training camp where nobody gets hurt is a good day. We already blew that out of the with Joe Burrow last week. Travion Williams, how much of a factor do you think it'll be, and how long do you think he'll be out after being carted off on uh, Tuesday? Yeah, carted off is never a good thing. I guess the only thing I would say that, that made it maybe not as bad is, is he actually stayed out for just a little bit before they carted him off. They looked like they were trying to retape his ankle. He tried to put a little bit of pressure on it, couldn't do it. Then he went back and sat on the cart. They took him in. That, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not going to try to be one, but that's maybe a turned ankle, sprained ankle, hopefully nothing more than that, although, as we know, those things can linger for some weeks. And this is an important camp for Travion Williams in many regards. I mean, there's a chance for him to be the number two back. There's a chance for him to be the third down back. Um, there's a chance that, you know, now Chase Brown gets more opportunity. Chris Evans now vaults back into the mix as that third down back. Um, and, and so it's this was a big period of time for Travion Williams, and it's a shame. Hopefully it's not any longer than a week at the most and he gets back for maybe the Green Bay game or at least the second preseason game at the very worst. Yeah, it is a shame for him, but this is a great opportunity for Chase Brown. No question. Yeah, I mean, this is one for him to take it and proverbially run with the run with it for goodness sakes as a runner and he's actually looked really good as a runner it's hard to tell you know sometimes guys get stopped and the play stops there's no tackling these practices but he's shown some acceleration when he can get through some small creases and he'll finish runs now can he do it as a receiver as a third down guy and most importantly as we all know this is what kind of kept Chris Evans off the field as a third down guy can you pass block it's what Samaj P. Ryan filled that role so oh, well God, yeah. as the number two back as a pass blocker, terrific receiver when you want him to go out of the backfield and screen game or in check down stuff. And so it is the good part, I guess, flip side is it is more opportunity for Chase Brown to show that. It is more opportunity for Chris Evans, who's kind of falling down to the bottom of the pecking mm-hmm. order and uh, now a chance to maybe work your way back up with more reps. Yeah, he's been waiting for an opportunity. Yeah. So here you go, Chris. Uh, you know, it is unfortunate, but it is good for the that situation. And also, you know, not having Joe Burrow, but they're used to that in training camp. Obviously a great opportunity for Jake Browning and uh, Trevor Simeon. What have you thought of Jake Browning, who gets the ones this week? Yeah, I I think he's looked pretty good at times. I really do. He made a a seven-on-seven throw today in a really tight window to the back of the end line, and it was probably better catch by Jamar Chase than it was throw, but it was a tight window that he squeezed it into, and you're trusting Jamar Chase to make a play, right? And what does Jamar Chase do? He makes plays. Um, He's an easy guy to root for because, look, they've kept him on the practice. He's been in the league four years, two with Minnesota, two with the Bengals. To go to his pro football reference page, you won't see him having played in a game. He's never played a regular season snap to this point of his career. And so here he is into year five, never having taken a regular season snap, having been a scout team quarterback, which means you don't get hardly any rep time in practice repping your own. You're repping the other team's stuff as the scout team quarterback. And so here he is having gone through that and now being vaulted into the role of, of fighting for a backup and, as you mentioned, playing with the ones. And I think he's taking full advantage of the opportunity. And it sounds like those you talk to really root for him. I, I know I've talked to wide receivers about this, and I haven't done a story. I'm doing a story on Jake, and I'll probably mix this into the conversation. But wide receivers talk about in games how they'll come off the field and they'll try to pick his brain. They don't try to go to Joe because Joe's, Joe's looking to see what coverages are like, and they don't, don't want to bother him. But Jake's kind of in tune of what Joe sees and what Joe feels and he's a guy that they go to to see see, what are you seeing and he's you know kind of takes a step back because he doesn't have to process what's going on in the game you know the Bengals as you know thought so much of him that they brought him up for a couple of game checks last year they were afraid somebody was going to poach him and a team actually did 
try to sign him. But because the Bengals felt made him felt needed here, um, that, that he stuck back around now for a fifth year. And well, that's a lot of perseverance to go into year five, mm-hmm. never having taken a snap in a regular season game, being limited in reps that you're taking in practice, and then now being vaulted into a backup role and now a starting role, at least trying to fight for that while Joe Burrow's out. Uh, I think it's a great story and, and good for him. Yeah, it's, it's good to have him around and have that when something like that happens with Burrow and God forbid that happens yes. in the regular season. That's what we're trying to decide here during training camp. for everybody watching. Yeah, that. there you go. Because he didn't actually knock on wood. You no, know, you're right. That's, yeah, that's, that's where he messed up. Next <laughs> time you say it, it's got to be wood if yes, you're going to knock on that's wood. Correct. You know, the first day in pads, always excited. We were talking to guys on Monday and the defensive guys couldn't wait. DJ Raiders said it's going to be chaos out there, but fun. Uh, that's where a lot of the great first loud contact happens in this first day in pads. What would you think of what you saw on the lines? Yeah, the one thing I love is, is you get a chance to see the one-on-one drills become better with the receivers and corners and safeties right. and tight ends and whatnot. And certainly when the linemen go head-to-head, they'll do it in groups of three against maybe sometimes you know four blockers and you try to get through a double team. And then they'll do the one-on-ones. And the one-on-ones are always fun to see. It, it, sometimes we all, as a group that watch this, we all make too much of it of such and such just be, you know, Hey, in space one-on-one, a lot of things can happen that you can do, but it is fun because there is some physicality to it. Um, I was a little surprised we didn't have chippiness today. We had some chippiness. Actually, we had some chippiness yesterday. Ted Karras got chippy. The wide receivers and corners have kind of been going at it uh, in these practices. We obviously saw the fight on day one with Trey Anderson and Orlando Brown. Usually day one of pads, somebody goes too late. Somebody hits somebody at the wrong time. It's hot. They had a long practice today. It Mm -hmm. went almost two hours and, what, 20 minutes or so. It was really, really long. And yet we did not have any real chippiness to it. I'm sure there was some chirping. And it'll build. It'll probably build to the point where when you're about ready to have that, then you get to face somebody else next week for a day in the Green Bay Packers and then in a game. So that'll that'll probably help. We also had, you know, that battle for the right tackle, which is going to be a key to that offensive line, which is all the way across is really solid. And, you know, they couldn't get much better than the other four positions on that line. But what did you think Jonah Williams worked with the ones today about where that stands with him and Jackson Carmen? Yeah, I think Jack, I think Jonah has the clear lead, and I think that's probably the case all along. They, they've, they're actually now tied with three first-team reps apiece. This is Jonah's third day repping with the first team. Uh, Jackson had three days, and Jonah had a day off in there as well. Today, I think they wanted to script it to where Jonah would get at least the first day in pads with the ones. That makes all the sense in the world. And I think he's looked pretty good. It's a matter of now how natural does he feel. And I'm looking forward next week probably to talking to Frank Pollock and Jonah about that once he gets a little bit more practice reps under his belt. Jackson didn't look great today. I think Jackson's done pretty well, but I thought he struggled a bit today. Miles Murphy got him a couple times. Um, But for the most part, you know, Jackson, uh, I thought when he's played with the ones, has looked okay too. So maybe today was just one of those days that he, you know, just, just didn't work out for him. But I, 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 it'll be hard-pressed for me to see Jonah not being the starting right tackle when the season starts. That's what they want to happen yes. as long as yeah. Jonah can fulfill that role. You brought up the next guy I wanted to talk about, Miles Murphy. We finally get some contact. We're getting in pads. Now you got to really fight some guy to get back there. What would you think of Miles? Yeah, I thought he was really good and, and flashed at times. And I, I know uh, Zach, I think, said today in this press conference, he had one before, one after, a brief one after mm-hmm. practice, talk about Travion Williams' injury, that 
Miles has flashed, and I really hadn't noticed Miles flashing. Maybe you had, and I had. No. And I, 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 you know, I, I was looking too. I know, so was I. <laughs> I thought today was a better day in that regard. I'm really, and I think we said this in the very first one of these that we did. I'm looking forward to when they do a third down period. What does that first pass rush group look like? Where do they put Joseph mm -hmm. Osai? Trey Hendrickson did not practice today. He did. He was dressed. He did go through some rehab. Did go through some individual drills. Did not do any team stuff today. Sanford Chidobi Awuji. He was out here in pads too, doing some uh, some rehab work. Did not did not practice. But I'm interested to see. We know Trey Hendrickson is going to be on one end. But what do you do with the other end? Is it Murphy or Osai? Is it Murphy or Osai inside of each other? The Sam Hubbard kick inside of Hendrickson, and then you can play all kinds of looping games in there. Uh, that, that's the, one of the fascinating things I'm looking forward to seeing that we've not seen yet. Uh, and they're going to have to do it out here because those guys aren't going to probably play in games, at least Trey and Sam are not. So right. we'll, we'll see it out here before we see it anywhere else. And it could be a daily mix and match for them. So I'm looking forward to when they finally do that. Talk about keeping an eye out for Miles Murphy because he is their first-round draft pick, and he does kind of stand out. He's a tall guy, but he's very slim uh, but very agile. What did you think of him working on the kick team? Well, yes. no, I was gonna, I'm glad you said it. No, he, I think that's his role. He is literally, I believe, so you have the deep kick returner. You used to have the wedge, as we remember. We don't have the wedge anymore because it's not, but they have two guys lined up, what do you think, 10 yards ahead, maybe at right. the 15-yard line. It's um, a safety, and it's Miles Murphy. Now, think about that. In today's, don't forget, this year in the NFL on kickoffs, you know, people can fair catch it inside. But you're also going to see, and the Bengals have repped some of this stuff, the, the, the punch kick, the line drive kick, the squib kick, that right. maybe Miles Murphy's going to have to field it. I think they're trusting him to field it and maybe run with it. I'm looking forward, so forward to that first kickoff return that Miles Murphy scoops up and takes off running because you can see it and you know it. That dude is an athlete. Yeah, he could. He was on the kick team as well, though, but that was a third string. Yes, Do you yeah, expect yeah, them yeah. to use that I mean, at all? I, I would doubt it. Um, Your first round draft yeah, pick. But he's athletic. I mean, you know, I had a guy I went to high school with, God rest his soul, Mark Pike, who played a long time for the Buffalo Bills, and Mark was a defensive end, a backup defensive end, but lasted in Buffalo for almost a decade as a special teams guy, and he covered kickoffs. He was a really good athlete. I think Miles is a good enough athlete to do it if you want him to do it. I, I don't see them probably wanting him to do it, but who knows? Yeah, that's what we're looking for every day. We got it for you. Don't forget, you can get this on any podcast format that you're favoring, but it's always on YouTube, the Skinny Podcast, our daily updates from Bengals practice. For Gary Miller, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals Training Camp Edition, presented by Blake, the Attorney Maislin.